Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right now is the most critical time for us to take back control of our food supply and become self-reliant by having our very own food forest. Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system of self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant You can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. Learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. If you're ready to go off-grid, click the link in the description and use coupon code FORBIDDEN for discounts on your very own food forest with Food Forest Abundance. Welcome back to Beyond Classified. I'm Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Jason Burmis. He is a researcher, producer, writer, and content creator, best known for the documentaries Loose Change, Fabled Enemies, Shade, and Invisible Empire. Jason, welcome back. How you doing? Very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Been looking forward to this. It was great last time you were on. Today, I want to get your insights into the desired possible future outcomes that this globalist death cult are attempting to manifest, such as transhumanism, technocratic slave system. Uh, And there's many layers to that agenda, which we're witnessing in real time unfold. We have a blatant attempt and coordination between mainstream media, corporate and political uh, systems, and of course, the hidden hands. Uh, seeing a possible depopulation unfold right before our eyes and the permanent alteration of humanity seemingly to create more docile, weak, super stupid and obedient slaves integrated with the metaverse eventually. Uh, So we got a lot to talk about today. When did you uh, start first putting together the transhuman agendas with all the surrounding staged events that were unfolding in the past few years? I mean... As far as the past few years, it was almost immediate with the COVID-1984 nightmare uh, due to the fact that there was this aspect where they were trying to keep us separate from one another, Uh, whether that be social distancing or really taking away the humanity of our expressions on our face through this masking. Uh, I had that uneasy feeling about transhumanism even then, and 
it was expounded upon when they started announcing in April of 2020. And when I say they, I'm talking about people straight up like Bill Gates that were talking about technologies like mRNA and that you were going to take at least three to five shots. It wasn't a secret if you were listening. I, I call these things whispered history. You can go back. You can listen to them talk about it. And when I saw that, I go, okay, th this is the introduction of transhumanism under the guise that this uh, shot is a quote unquote vaccine. It is not a vaccine. It has never been a vaccine. They had to change the definition of what a vaccine is to try to make that claim. And that shows you what an Orwellian society we live in. In reality, uh, if anybody does their research, uh, you can look on their own sites. Okay. And uh, I'll go back to this. Moderna actually had partnered with DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, to fight pandemics with mRNA drugs, not vaccines, all the way back in 2013. And again, you can read their own language here, and it is completely different. Let's just read this for the folks. This was on their website. And again, don't take my word for it. The idea of using mRNA drugs is quite different than vaccines. They are synthetic compounds that can be designed and manufactured in just about three weeks with customized genetic sequence for making proteins of interest. Theoretically, a new pathogen could be discovered. Scientists could sequence the genome in a day and turn around almost immediately with a sequence for an mRNA uh, molecule that makes antibodies to fight the bugs. Again, they differentiate right here that they are not vaccines. Uh, today, most officials think of combating these threats with vaccines, which stimulate antibi uh, antibody production through different means. Vaccines can be highly effective, but they often summer, suffer from limited manufacturing capacity and longer production cycles. It was in their own language. This partnership uh, that began again in 2013 absolutely involved other strategic collaborators, such as AstraZeneca, who we would see play out in this pandemic, Merck, Vertex, BARDA, of course, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We actually had uh, members of the British Medical Journal, high-level editors uh, talking about the fact that these were not vaccines and they had to change the names uh, or the definitions of what a traditional vaccine would be. So, you know, it was pretty damn clear to me early that this was the transhumanist agenda. And you can go back to an interview I, I did on my program with Alex Jones in April of 2020, where we discussed this ad nauseum. You know, as far as when I got into transhumanism as not only what the future of humanity may be, but as a threat to what the uh, state of humanity is, we go back 15 years. And, uh, you know, I would absolutely credit Alex Jones and his film 9-11, uh, The Road to Tyranny, which kind of led me on that path. 
Right on. And as I mentioned in the introduction, there is layers and layers to this agenda. There's different aspects of it that we're seeing unfolding, some through social media and movies where they're trying to normalize mental illness. They're trying to prop up people in authority that are basically crazy to, to make it seem like this is the norm. This is what we should be going. And they're trying to normalize, of course, pedophilia. And there's plenty of other known layers to this. What is your understanding about the different aspects? of this so we can try and put it together in this puzzle piece here well well, let's just talk about some of the aspects that are now outward just this week uh there is a new executive order that was signed on the 12th just a few days ago folks called the executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable there's that word again sustainable sustainability is a code word according to these people. Let me repeat this, a code word for your standard of living plummeting, plummeting while billions come up in Asia and they bring in what they call productivity improvement, which is another code word for automation and robotization. And when we talk about the internet of bodies and we talk about economies based in these things it's not imaginary that there are already social credit scores okay it's not imaginary that they want to bring in a carbon credit control system and this subsection and really the whole thing is quite nightmarish really spells it out for biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals oh our societal goals for the united states We need to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers. Again, They are treating you like you are not a human being. You are expendable. You are like a computer. And that also gets into the transgender into transhuman, because as soon as they went with the LGBTQ plus and the plus was non-binary zeros and ones, you better believe they were ready to blur the line. They're doing this to unlock the power of biological data again not just the track trace database society and the internet of things but now the internet of bodies including through computing tools and artificial intelligence and advance the science of scale up production while reducing the obstacles for commercialization so the innovative technologies and products can reach the market faster at the same time on the day that he signed this he was out and about promoting the moonshot cancer program where He has partnered with DARPA and NASA. Again, this is why I talk about these people. NASA is not about going to the moon or Mars. That's a front. That's a Holly weird story. They're about militarizing space and transhumanism. And Biden is up there promising that within the next 25 years, cancer cases will be cut in half. If you believe that, you are extremely gullible. Think about what diseases have been cured in the past five decades. Not many. Instead, we have these treatment programs where you are eternally beholden to big pharma at ever-expanding prices and what? Ever-reducing effects to actually stop your disease or ailments. That's the reality. 
And meanwhile, they're pushing these type of technologies, saying they are going to empower humanity when, in fact, it's been on the table for decades in NASA's own documents to genomically alter the human species. Okay, and that is not to empower us, but to enslave us. Now, this is where uh, we lose a lot of people whenever I bring this up. There is indeed an occult aspect to this based on ancient uh, beliefs and ancient practices. How much have you looked into those aspects of this? A ton. Um, You know, in my last presentation at the Reawaken America tour, uh, I closed with the spiritual aspect of this. I mean, you can go back to post-World War II and... Look at what they did after the Manhattan Project, okay? And the Manhattan Project itself, for those that don't know, this is the nuclear uh, program project. This is where we got the bomb. And it was hatched at the Bohemian Grove, where Western elites literally are in a club where they worship an owl deity because it is a predator that sees in the night. It also represents Minerva. Uh, And they do a ritual called the cremation of care, which represents their consciousness and basically all the evil and woes they've caused in the world for a greater agenda and how they will absolve themselves of that um, of that care of other human beings every single year. And the system of compartmentalization that was utilized in order to achieve this was then distributed post-World War II with the executive within the executive. Really what we started seeing in black programs and the expansion of the continuity of government program, AKA places like Area 51, what the Department of Energy was doing underground and so much more. And that's why I think Annie Jacobson's work is so important. Fast forward to today. And as I talk about this AI hoax. And when I say AI hoax, the idea that artificial intelligence can somehow gain sentience and have a consciousness or soul like you and I. And again, that's what they're selling you on. We had this story of a Google whistleblower, okay, a Google whistleblower telling us Google already has sentient AI and that the AI he's working with, he pretty much just considers another coworker. Now, This guy was fired, but what people don't understand is he is on record talking about how he is an occultist and he is into chaos magic. And he studied people like Aleister Crowley. And if there's anything to take away from Crowley-esque occultism, it is this. It is the idea of do as thou wilt. And what does that mean? That essentially means there is no God beyond this realm. Okay, because a cult doesn't mean that you're into Satan or, you you know, you necessarily even believe in good and evil. A cult is hidden knowledge. It can mean a vast array of things. But when you're talking about Crowley himself, you're talking about do as thou wilt. You're essentially saying that you are your own God and you are only beholden to the moral sense of not your fellow human beings, not of good and evil, but what you can deal with as a human being. In other words, what your consciousness will allow you to do. So in other words, if you want to be a psychopathic mass murderer, go for it. You can do that. If you can handle it, that's okay. You're your own God. Do as thou wilt. And that is the mentality of so many of these social climbing predator class minions and members. 
And for this technology, okay, that is being pushed on us ever more to be pushed on us by an occultist, we should really take note. For sure, yeah. And while we're uh, delving into the technology and what we're headed into, uh, it's seemingly many people are looking at the metaverse as supposedly the hub of this new alternate reality and space that we're supposed to be merged and biologically merged into. How far do you think they want to take this metaverse idea and integration with our biology? They want to take it all the way. They want to take it beyond our biology. They want to take it to the point where you believe that you can somehow upload your consciousness into what is known as the virtual age. Let's take a look at what they're doing right now because there will be steps along the way. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the World Economic Forum has already partnered with the metaverse in order to bring you into this type of mentality. You scroll down on their own page. And you t- it tells you we're moving from theory to practice. So, again, as your uh, life is more sustainable, right, and <laughs> you have less and less, then you're going to be want to you're going to want to be in the metaverse more and more. And that's OK, because you're going to have a digital dop- doppelganger will be a type of governance within. And we're going to generate economic and societal value in this virtual world. Stakeholder capitalism is what they're trying to sell you on. Now, if you go to this document that I often cite, and this talks about the genomic uh, repair of the human species, this talks about bio nano manipulation, you name it. And this is a 2001 NASA document, Future Strategic Issues and Warfare, circa 2025. You only need to scroll down a few pages here. And you find out that then, and by the way, there's the genomic design and repair of the human species. Um, There is products, life forms, cross species, molecular breeding, directed evolution behind me. Uh, The author of this has already said, human evolution and the evolution of everything is over. It's over sauce, folks. So even if you believe in macro evolution or just micro evolution, it's all over. Human beings have taken the reins, and it's not you and I. It's, again, that media military industrial complex that's pushing this on behalf of a predator class agenda. Well, if you doubt that what they're looking for is a virtual age, you just need to look right here. Somehow in 2001, they knew that the bio-nano era would happen in 2020, the technological ages of humankind. Now, obviously, you can argue that the bio-nano era started before that because bio-nanotech was readily available. However, it wasn't injected into billions of people until 2020 when they started rolling out those mRNA and vector-based vaccines. What a coincidence. Now, they don't know how long this will last, but the virtual age is after this. And I have Bushnell on record saying that at the end of this virtual AIDS, you will be uploading to the machines and you will either have 
man merging with machines, machines merging with man, or at the end, human contaminated machines. That is not what we should be striving for. Because in reality, what transhumanism means to the predator class and those on top is something very different from what they're promoting to us. They're promoting to us that somehow not only are we going to merge with the machines, but our consciousness will go into this virtual realm. Their transhumanism is what Jared Kushner just about a week and a half ago alluded to living forever in these bodies, not in another body. Okay. People have to understand that he went on television and said, Hey, I've got to stay healthy because I really believe my generation is going to either live forever or be the last ones to die. Now people should take note of that because as they push on you, ever more virtual worlds and transhumanism via people like, I don't know, Elon Musk, who's selling you on human brain interfaces that are hardwired into your skull so you can listen to Taylor Swift all day. I mean, total madness. <laughs> they don't plan on using that technology. They plan on using the technology to de-age themselves or try to live forever through companies like Calico, which is the Google division of immortality, and it's headed up by a guy named Ray Kurzweil. Now, I would also point when we talk about from transgender to transhuman, that Kurzweil, in one of his presentations at a TED talk many years ago, discussed the virtual universe in the sense that he had a woman doppelganger and he could be a woman in this virtual universe as Ramona. And it's certainly crude by today's standards, but it represents this ideology of where we're going. And recently, I've been discussing a person named Martine Rothblatt. Now, for those that are not familiar with Martine Rothblatt, uh, this is the most powerful transgender person on the planet. Hands down, this is a billionaire. This is the um, CEO of United Therapeutics. This is the person that started Sirius Radio. Martine Rothblatt has their own religion, TerraSim. And Martine Rothblatt tells you how cyber consciousness and cyber doppelgangers are not only going to be a real thing, but eventually they will have their own rights and we will be accustomed to that. Martine wrote the book from transgender to transhuman, a manifesto on the freedom of form. Again, this is the most powerful, hands-down transgender person on the planet. And recently, I've been playing clips of Martine Rothblatt discussing this at a forum in 2016 put on by Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post, sponsored by Samsung and Lockheed Martin, again, because this is military-industrial complex-driven, called Transformers, where Rothblatt openly discusses all of this. And who else are on the panels? You guessed it, DARPA and NASA. And another book that uh, Rothblatt has written is Virtually Human, The Promise and Peril of Digital Immortality. This is the real deal. If you do not see that this agenda is trying to grip the minds of not only adults, but children everywhere to get them to believe 
that they are not a biological man or a biological woman, and that they can not only tr transcend their gender, but their form altogether in this new virtual age, you're not paying attention. For instance, the World Health Organization recently, there's a reason for this, folks, has said sex is not limited to male or female. Okay, again, now we have all the genders in the world. And this story uh, was broken by myself and my uh, girlfriend, Alicia Powell, who does amazing work over at the Gateway Pundit. When a friend of mine contacted me, um, I'm not going to say how, but they were inside the United Nations building. And uh, the United Nations has its own school. And as you can see, there's little kids at this school. You see, they have their own private school that they're promoting this propaganda to all the way from pre-K to post 12th grade, where we were in the elementary wing. And what do you see? Oh, proud to be proud of the brave. Be true, true to you. Literally drag queens on the wall while they promote Black Lives Matter and what? Lesbian relationships. These are two small children. Again, uh, the 10 most gay friendly countries. All right. And as you as you keep going down, it looks like those are, are still loading, unfortunately. Um, you had all these graphs and weirdness, uh, but but you can see right here more of it. And uh, I did a whole video on this. They, they, they talk about sustainability. It's all under the same guise. They don't want you to identify as a biological man or a woman because they want to destroy the regular family. They want to destroy the idea that you can have a son or a daughter and procreate. The future to these people, it's not just about population control. It's about that evolution of human beings into a different genomic species, one in which no longer procreates whatsoever unless you are at the top of the food chain. Yeah, and it's pretty very obvious what they're doing with the LGBTQ, whatever the hell agendas that they're coming out with. It's pushed on all social media. It's pushed throughout television, uh, Hollywood movies. They don't even care about making decent movies anymore. Probably not even about making money from the movies of course, just uh, about promoting the woke agendas of transhumanism, right? Well, I don't think a lot of people that are beholden and... Um, really pushing these woke agendas have any idea what they're into at all. You know, I try to point out, for instance, that this transgender thing is really about transhumanism and immediately I'm attacked. Uh, I will post the book there and they'll say, that's an obscure book. That doesn't mean anything. Um, that's the most powerful transgender person on the planet. Bar none, hands down, not a question. Okay. They won't read the book. They won't watch my work. They don't want to think that they've been fooled. They don't want to think that they've been chemically castrated and mentally castrated in many ways. But that is the agenda. They're trying to pierce the culture with psychological warfare, which is discussed in that document, by the way, so that they get you again to accept an ever lower standard of living, absorb into a virtual metaverse and they also want to push the multiverse theory, which is big in artificial intelligence and quantum computing. Why is that? Because if you not only believe in a metaverse where you can virtually go and be anything, 
But then you believe in a multiverse where there are infinite possibilities happening all the time and infinite versions of you. You also take away the idea that you have any free will whatsoever. And that free will is granted by a higher force or some type of creator. They love pushing uh, the multiverse and the simulation theory. Why? Because it makes you think that you are less important. You are literally zeros and ones. You don't really have a soul. And all of that is nonsense. Okay. The truth of the matter is we are flesh and blood biological beings with a spiritual aspect that gives us great power that anybody can unlock. And they are constantly trying to make us feel worthless and small and say that we have no power to try to enslave us in their digital control systems. Hello, friends. I want to introduce you to my friend, Justin Padini. Justin is a self-proclaimed online court jester, comedian, and artist who uses his gift of humor to speak truth to power. Justin shares countless jokes freely online, and they're definitely not woke jokes. So please be sure to have on your big boy pants when you view Justin's content. He is also a featured speaker on the One Great Work Network and promotes other activists doing the great work. Justin is looking to reach like-minded individuals to promote the message of freedom and grow his network. Follow Justin on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and the One Great Work Network. That's Justin Padini, P-E-D-I-N-I. All of his links are right in the description. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to spiritual aspects. You were saying that... Uh, they want this to be sort of like a new religion, and we've seen that uh, over the past few decades that the powers of Abrahamic religions and that control system kind of crumbled away, and now they're using like science and technology as this new cult religion that we're just supposed to blindly follow when most of the uh, so-called facts and um, medical information that comes out of it is complete bullshit. Absolutely. And for instance, let's just take a look at the religion Martin Rothblatt has founded it is the Terrasim Movement Foundation. And once again, uh, we explore and promote geoethical technology for human life Im improvement and extension. Uh, our mission is to offer educational programs about the value and practical benefits of geoethically cyber, nano, and biotechnologies. Notice how I told you the bio-nano era of humankind was going to start in 2020. These are all on the same agendas of DARPA, NASA, and these privatized individuals. Conduct scientific research and support accelerated development goals in the areas of cyber consciousness, biotechnology, and cryogenics. And this person is constantly talking about your cyber doppelganger and how essentially you could die in a car accident, but because you've given yourself over to the track trace database society within your own biology, right? The internet of bodies, okay? on Your thoughts, your feelings, everything can be replicated and then uploaded into a subsequent robot or bio machine and they will be your cyber doppelganger. This is false. 
This is not real. Even if you were able to copy a person 100%, which I do not believe is possible, that is not you. I promise you. This is the this is the idea again that there is nothing nothing special about human beings and that we don't have real consciousness. We don't have a spirit or we don't have what some people would call a soul. You're exactly right. Uh, I want to get into what we kind of touched, started to touch on a minute ago is there is another layer of this, and it's uh, depopulation, I believe. They want a lot smaller population that's easier to control, much more docile, um, a population that won't fight back and doesn't have too much testosterone either. And I think they're taking care of a lot of this stuff with one swoop with what's already kind of been done and still in the works with the vaccines. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, again, let's go back to this document. And I actually have Dennis Bushnell speaking about uh, population control. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And instigating population control, okay, and Malthus 101. Malthusianism has been around for a very, very long time, and it is an extension of social Darwinism. And it basically says, look, the strongest are the ones that deserve to survive. What is a human life worth? And it's not worth much. Now, in this document, again, they talk about the stabilization of world population and the equalization of the haves and have nots. Now, that doesn't mean the haves at the very top. That means the upper middle class all the way down. So I got news for you. You got $10 million, you got $100 million, you run a business, you got a bunch of franchises, you own a bunch of Burger Kings, you're not in a club. Sorry. Eventually, you're just going to be like Jason Burmis or beyond. So they want to take your ability to have free trade, free commerce, and free movement so that they can stabilize the world population. And by the way, they say the IE, and this is something he says again, changes everything, altered political and military outlooks worldwide. This is global, okay? So at the same time they're doing this, they're globally building systems of sustainability, such as the line. Now, we often talk about the United States, and we often talk about China in this. But here you have, again, the idea of this wonderful place that's going to be built. These cities stacked upon stages. You notice they make it look green and she's flying around. Looks very metaverse -y. But what it is, is a slave grid in Saudi Arabia where everything will be a five-minute walk. Your entire life will be track, trace, database, and regimented. And it will be in the middle of the desert. I would uh, encourage people. Uh, this is the line right here. Maybe we'll play a little bit of it. This is just a 20 second uh, clip. The wonder of more time. 
And like I said, it's in the middle of the desert and they sell you on, oh, look, it's going to be eco-friendly and sustainable. And we're going to take these cities and we're going to combine them and everything's going to be within five minutes. But you're in the middle of the desert. This is literally something that looks like out of a futuristic dystopian film, The Hunger Games. But if you've uh, been familiar with Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, this is what they write about. They talk about uh, taking large swaths of the population and not allowing them free travel, free movement, and the ability to live their own life. Instead, you will be hooked into this track trace database grid that gets into your very biology. This is the plan. It's not just the US, it's not just China, it's not just Saudi Arabia, it is the power players at the top. This is what the new world order actually leads to. One of the largest ways I think they're attempting to put this through and get these agendas going is the, under the guise of climate change. Uh, this is going to be another huge aspect, of, like you said, sustainability, um, where we, we're supposed to own nothing. We won't even uh, own our own vehicles. We got to eat bugs, all under the uh, guise of sustainability. And I'm sure climate change is a big part of this, right? It's the biggest part. So that's what Dennis Bushnell is constantly talking about is, you know, we've got to stabilize the population because it's too many people doing too many things, just like Ted Turner says, that causes, quote unquote, climate change. And it used to be global warming. Right. And then that got disproven. So they just changed the words a little bit. Climate change. Now, the climate's constantly changing. Uh, I rather enjoyed an interview on RT uh, recently with a guy named Pierce Corbin, who laid it all out. He goes, look, the only thing uh, that's happening with climate change is that we happen to be here while it's changing. He talks about how really this is happening because of solar and lunar cycles. And quite frankly, people who believe in this, now that's not to say that we don't pollute the planet. That's not to say that, say, coal doesn't have some negative aspects with mercury runoff and others, but the real uh, climate problems are ones of bio and geoengineering, genetically modified organisms in both our, fool, our food and really the species around us. That's, that's a real problem. But if you go throughout history, hey, remember we used to have, we had an ice age where humans weren't doing anything. And if you think, for instance, that there was an entire society in the desert that built the pyramids, well, you're not paying attention. Obviously, that was desertification that happened. So at one time when those, and, and you can just look at the water erosion on the Sphinx and other places to see that used to be a lush land. Obviously, in order to build those structures, you had to have a society around it that could have food and water. Was it, was it too much uh, driving, uh, too many cars back in the day that caused the desertification of that? It's something that is never discussed. The planet has natural cycles based on, again, uh, the moon and the sun. So we have to pay attention to that. And just we're not, you know, people have been bamboozled. People have been fooled. And there are a lot of them that are well-meaning. They actually believe that their plastic straw is killing the planet. They actually believe that you could get to net zero carbon. That's not a reality. 
Okay. It's if we have any kind of organic life on the planet, biological organic life, you need carbon. We, we, we literally breathe it out. It is a cyclic system where the plants use carbon dioxide as their oxygen, you know, and we use their oxygen to breathe. <laughs> like it is, it is part of nature. And so many people, because of the United Nations, really the World Health Organization now, because their new motto is what? Health for peace and peace for health. And they're talking about the climate agenda. Um, I've, I've shown this many times, but they have a new logo where it kind of looks like Mother Earth. It's got like a cloud head and then it's got the recycling symbol on it. And it's holding the dove of peace and you see the windmills and all those things. But now it has a mustache too. It's not Mother Earth. It could be Father Earth or maybe by gender Earth. And they're, I mean, you couldn't have a more Orwellian statement, health for peace and peace for health. And that peace that they're talking about, again, is the regimentation of everything you do based on a carbon and social credit score, not to empower, but to enslave. Because anybody who looks into this whole agenda of electric cars has to realize that 80 percent, 80 plus percent of the energy they use for those batteries comes from traditional means like oil and coal and natural gas. Okay. It's not from windmills. It's not from solar. I'm all for those type of technologies, but they have to be used in a sense where they are empowering us and not enslaving us into a system, which we already see you're not going to be able to use. I mean, the joke's on us when California says, oh, you're not going to be able to have a gas car within the next 10 years. And already they're telling you, you can't plug your car in at certain, uh, time intervals because the grid can't handle it in 2022 yeah right on man 100 percent. now um i want to get to something that is affecting everybody and it's probably going to keep getting worse in the future you mentioned ai and how you know it being sentient is this kind of like uh it's it's a misnomer but it, it is very powerful in the fact that it, it controls it's in control of a lot of our censorship aspects these days these algorithms are pretty much Banning, being in control of banning people from certain platforms and going seeking keywords and getting rid of things. And I think this is, of course, only going to get worse. Um, we're just a hair from getting banned from YouTube and Facebook. So and I, they've been cracking down more and more lately. They kind of go in, in, it seems like, waves where they'll you know, delete a bunch of stuff and then wait a few months, everything will seem okay. And then they'll have another wave of censorship going through. Um, the one thing I'm concerned about is they haven't really cracked down on podcasts yet, but I think they're next. What do you think about that? I've already seen a crackdown on podcasts. For instance, um, I wasn't able to get on Apple podcasts with uh, my show at all. Um, you know, back, I, I think I got banned out back in the we are change days you know they started take the, taking those down i didn't dare try to put the audio versions of my podcast which i put up on podbean into the google al algorithm because my um google account is linked to my youtube account and if they ban you on one they essentially ban you on all i've had my youtube channel taken four different times uh just two days ago i had another video removed which i didn't get a strike for but it wasn't for medical misinformation or talking about 
COVID-1984. It wasn't even about cyberbullying Epstein this time. Instead, this one was because apparently uh, um, I or my guest was inciting violence against an individual or glorifying violence. I've never incited violence in my life or glorified it. I think violence is unfortunately horrific and counterproductive productive in many cases. Does that mean I don't think you should be able to defend yourself? No, of course I do. But what I'm saying is when you have that type of force against um, the malevolence we're up against, it is going to be extremely hard to not only uh, get your message to new people, but win in general. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't a time and a place. After all, we have our forefathers, our founding fathers talking about how from time to time, the, the streets must uh, run red with the blood of both patriots and tyrants. And that's for a reason, because they realized there was always going to be people that wanted to oppress others. That's the way the world works. The people at the top are not necessarily benevolent. There are warring factions within. And unfortunately, if we want to step up to the plate, and liberate ourselves, sometimes you have to take physical action. And that has been long forgotten in this country. They have taken what was essentially a protest that turned into a light riot, and I mean a light riot, on January 6th, and tried to frame it as an armed insurrection. And because of that armed insurrection, we now have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of domestic terrorists in this country that can now be mobilized against via the systems they put into place post 9-11, such as the Patriot Act, Homeland Security, uh, the fusion centers that they put all over the country, the Five Eyes Alliance, and now the Signature Reduction Program, which most people aren't even aware of. We're at very critical times right now. What is your predictions for the future of our financial systems, uh, cryptocurrencies? Are they, they're trying to roll in this their centralized uh, cryptocurrency? If you think that's going to even be something that we have to be concerned about? No, it's absolutely something we have to be concerned about. For instance, there's another executive order that Biden uh, signed, I think about two to three months ago now, talking about CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. And essentially, these are currencies that will be cryptocurrencies that run on the blockchain where every single transaction is track traced and database. The World Economic Forum uh, a couple of years ago now, almost two years ago, was discussing XRP as perhaps the best crypto asset for these central bank digital currencies. And it gets into the AI and medical space when you talk about robots like Grace. Grace is the cousin of Sophia. Many people may uh, be familiar with Sophia because Sophia is the uh, robot that has, I believe it's Saudi Arabian or UAE citizenship. Mm -hmm. Now, this robot was rolled out uh, big time during COVID-1984 in Australia and beyond. It had been in other places. But what they'd like it to do is run on a smart contract blockchain system known as Cardano. 
And remember, if you think we had problems with medicine and doctors and nurses during COVID-1984, I want to remind people there were some people that had a conscience. There are some people that stepped up to the plate and said, this is bad. I'm not doing this. There are doctors that had their licenses threatened and removed. You know, you saw the persecution of human beings. You saw nurses in mass, doctors in mass be fired or forced to resign because they didn't want to take mandatory shots of hate and lies. Let me tell you something about robots. They do what they're programmed to do and they don't have a consciousness. They don't have empathy. They will do whatever is told to them. So, of course, they want to bring in a techno fascist medical state in which you remove the human element and these things are programmed via a directive that you can no longer get around. Yes, man. So what, what do you see in our immediate future when it comes to cryptocurrencies? Do you have any advice for people on what they should be doing right now, investing in? Oh, you know, uh, it's not like I've made millions in the crypto market. And uh, I certainly had the opportunity to. Um, Max Kaiser, I remember, did my show, The Info Warrior, back in the days of uh, 2009, 2010, when Bitcoin was less than a dollar. And obviously, we've seen it fluctuate uh, all the way to above $60,000. Um, we've also seen the pump and dump that caused it go down to $20,000. We've seen massive inflation in the dollar itself. And unfortunately, it's a manipulatable market. It's definitely the future, but whether or not that future is Bitcoin or it's Ethereum or it's some of these other, uh, what people would call alternative coins, has yet to be seen. Unfortunately, um, the reality is the power players that get behind these things absolutely manipulate the market. There is no doubt that these people are manipulating the market and they, you know, you saw the ramp up during COVID, right, of stocks kind of not doing the best in the very beginning. In fact, the market crashed several times. A lot of people forget this, but uh, in March, when COVID was starting to kick off in this country, they stopped the New York Stock Exchange several times. That should know, that let you know that the economic system is completely under command and control. Okay. It has nothing to do with real capitalism. So they would just stop it. And then you saw the growth of these industries. You saw some of these coins get pumped up 10,000 times before they were dumped. If you don't think there's collusion behind the scenes on the vast majority of these things, again, you're not paying attention. At the same time, there are a ton of economic opportunities. I would tell people to get involved in um, cryptocurrencies that actually serve a purpose. For instance, I am on Rockfin. And the way they pay their creators is an Ethereum-based token called Ray. Now, Ray has an actual use, right? That's how you pay content creators who are in turn not being censored and distributing content to the masses. I think that uh, Ray actually does have some value in that sense. And the value is the network and the uh, groups of people that are giving alternative uh, information to the mainstream media, to the masses. Great. Obviously, uh, Ethereum is what that runs on, but there are so many other um, cryptocurrencies 
and even uh, exchanges out there, right? Not just like Uniswap and others, but now you're seeing uh, Matic and Polygon going big. I know there's uh, an Ethereum merge happening right now. I'll be honest, I, I'm somewhat uh, ignorant to the intricacies of a lot of these things. But as you see the future moving towards digital currencies and further away from uh, transactions based in paper and hard assets, I would say now is the time to do your homework and invest uh, at least a little bit into this. But, you know, I know people that dropped, you know, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 into the crypto market at a time they thought it was peaking because crypto.com was on the Super Bowl. And you had people like Matt Damon and Larry David telling you to buy cryptocurrencies. And then all of a sudden there was a huge drop in the market, just a massive drop in the market. And they lost a third or two thirds of their wealth when their wealth had really already been eviscerated if they didn't have hard assets like real estate um, to, to go back on because the dollar, 8.3% inflation, come on guys, we're at, we're at easily 30 to 50% inflation on the vast majority of items in the last two years. It's that simple. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Now, I want to get your thoughts on a kind of parallel type of agenda. It's, I think it's connected in some way. I still haven't figured out why or what the hell they're doing with it. But the UFO thing, uh, you know, Pentagon involvement, making new departments to study UFOs, uh, calling them UAPs, saying that they're, you know, most likely not ours, which I don't trust any of the bullshit that they're saying about this. I think that most of the shit they're showing us is indeed ours. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts and think, if, do you think there is any connection to what's happening with reading with these modern agendas? Of course. Listen, the vast majority, if not all, of the UFOs that we have seen or UAPs or whatever you want to call them is our technology. It is human-based. And when we talk about what's going on in the Ukraine right now, Elon Musk, not your buddy. Okay, Starlink is being utilized in warfare with ghost and sidewinder drones. At the same time, they're putting up Starlink. And by the way, the most Starlink concentration of 12,000 satellites is where? In the Ukraine. The ride-along program on SpaceX is the Blackjack program. And guess what just came out the other day? Ukraine's astronomers say there are tons of UFOs over Kiev. Now, do you really believe that those are aliens that are over Kiev? No, they are weapon systems. They are UAVs. They are nanosats. In fact, in that Transformers conference from 2016, you have members from not only NASA and DARPA, but Rocketdyne. And when they're talking uh, to these people, they're talking about nanosat technology. These are these little cube satellites that have been around for decades. They are absolutely weaponized, and they are also discussed in this documentation by NASA in 2001. Okay, so um, I want to show people, for instance, a blast wave accelerator. What's a blast wave accelerator, Jason? Well, <laughs> it is one of those directed energy weapons that you hear about. And again, this is in the document from pre 9 11 0701 where they talk about global precision strikes on the cheap, no barrels, okay? Notice it says excellent stealth, 
affordability, ferocity, reaction time, survivability. So in other words, you can ramp it up to where you could survive an attack or you're killing people. Recallability, so you can use it more than once, and effectiveness. And what does it say? MF, MSFC for lofting of fuel and nanosats, the nanosat technology. You want to see what one of these things might look like? They literally give you a grid design. <laughs> they literally give you a grid design on this thing. If you have not thoroughly looked through the 113-page version of this document, I will tell you right now, it lays it all out, folks. They're, they mean it when they say 2025 and 2030. This thing, which again is now over 20 years old, has been a blueprint for where we have moved from the evisceration of our Constitution and Bill of Rights via 9-11 into the beyond track trace database society and move to globalism we're in now. So you think that they just it's just uh, an excuse because we're going to start seeing a lot more crap in our skies. Absolutely. Well, look, um, another thing that's discussed in this Transformers conference, and I would encourage people to see all my work on that, not just the transgender Transformers, but the NASA aspect of it, okay, is that this uh, technology is highly classified. They're printing rockets and mini rockets and mini jet propulsion systems in one piece. They're no longer just metal. We're talking about substances we don't even probably know about. And uh, I believe she talks about ion energy, ion fusion energy that has a blue type glow to it. And she goes, you know, kind of like Star Trek. And it is kind of like Star Trek. And isn't it weird <laughs> that the vast majority of these UAPs or UFOs that you want to talk about have that type of glow as well? Just so odd, huh? Yeah, man, that is so interesting. Uh, now, I know you have to get out of here soon. I want to close on this. A lot of people uh, still have this kind of savior complex where they're waiting for a politician to come along and save us and do the right thing, like Trump. Uh, you know, and even recently I've seen him at a, a World Economic Forum praising Klaus Schwab and the job he's doing. So, guys, I doubt he is the savior you're looking for, and I don't think there is ever going to be a savior that will ever come out and help us. Uh, that being said, said, what are your thoughts about uh, upcoming elections? <laughs> That's tough, man. I think that a lot of people are fooling themselves into this idea of a red wave. We have not fixed the voting system whatsoever. If we still have machines that are involved in fractional voting, okay, and that can be plugged in in any sense, we are in trouble, whether they're owned by Diebold or they're owned by Dominion, okay? If we have a system where even those people get in, the vast majority of them, as you've seen with this Ukrainian conflict, toe the line, right? Um, that doesn't mean I don't believe in our constitutional republic and democracy. I like separation of powers. I encourage people to get involved in their local elections. But if you're waiting on a savior, Unfortunately, you're going to get wrapped into hopium. And when you get wrapped into hopium, you are more apt to believe Johnny nonsense, such as white hats are going to save you because they're on a forum and there's a coded thing. That's not reality, man. That's not reality. The reality is you got to take charge of your own life. You got to look in the mirror. The true sustainability is are you going to be able to 
feed and provide for your family? Are you going to be able to help your friends? Are you going to be able to stay human in the next 5, 10, 20 years? These are the things that you should really be concerned about and finding solutions to on your own level. Because look, we, we are all extremely powerful entities. But you got to take a hard look in the mirror and say, I'm going to be my own hero. Now, that doesn't mean you don't invest your time in um, you know, political figures that you may align with. We need those political figures. But when they get into office, you have to hold them accountable. In other words, you know, Trump may have done some really good things with the Paris Climate Accords. He may have talked a really good game, but you have to look at his actions. Look at the Assange case alone. Assange should have never been up on any charges. They should have never used the Espionage Act against him, and yet they did. Trump failed to act. He sent Dana Rohrabacher over there to try to cut some deal where he wanted Assange to give up his source for the WikiLeaks data they said was Russian hacking, had nothing to do with Russia. He had already alluded many times that it was an individual, and a lot of people had said Seth Rich. That certainly seems to be where the evidence goes. Instead, he left him out to dry. He didn't pardon him. And guess what? They're going after Trump with that same espionage act now. Isn't that ironic? Mm. So even those that think that they are in power and think that they are beyond the system are not because they will burn people. Okay. No matter how high you get, we've seen it with Trump. We've seen it with people like Weinstein. We've certainly seen it with people like Epstein. So Unless you are at the top of the mountain, okay, the very tibbity top, you're expendable, okay? It doesn't matter what your bank account's like. It doesn't matter what your cult of personality is like. And that should be a lesson for all. So if you have somebody at the top that's willing to compromise their values, they will compromise those values on behalf of you and your family as well. So take note. Right on. And one more thing. Do you think that uh, the free thinkers and uh, people that are on the right side of history are becoming the silent majority? I think we've been the silent majority for a while. Okay. Right. Um, And, you know, the algorithms have constantly worked against us, even back in the 9-11 truth days. um, You know, that that's that's when I believe the establishment got extremely uh, mobilized to try to stop those movements, infiltrate those movements, infiltrate them with disinformation, unsavory characters. Um, the you know People talk about the Smith-Mund Act. Uh, they need to talk about Cass Sunstein more. And really, the debunkers back then are the fact checkers now. They just have utilized more and more technology as it has advanced to silence people and then gaslight them after the fact. I mean, the bots on Twitter are out of control, right? Nobody believes that, for instance, there was just another great study into uh, the war in Ukraine where they found, I believe it was somewhere between 80 to 90% of the pro-Ukrainian tweets and posts to be total bots. That's because the vast majority of Americans don't want war, don't want global war with Putin or a regime that says that they can nuke every single NATO nation via space, via space warfare, we're not allowed to talk about within 30 minutes. Okay. That's the reality. Yeah. 100%, man. Fantastic information. Uh, Let people know where they can, the best way that they can find your work. 
Absolutely. I am on Rockfin. I'm still on YouTube by the skin of my nuts. We have a rumble, 10,000 plus strong. But starting this Friday, I am excited to let people know we're going to have an exclusive video on the premium section over at Red Voice Media. It's going to be Reality Rants with Jason Burmis. You guys are getting a preview of the new virtual studio, and I couldn't be happier. You want to financially support me, you can do so with a premium uh, Rockfin account or just buying me a coffee via buy me a coffee slash Jason Burmis. Perfect, man. We'll definitely have to do this again soon. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow.